Welcome to another episode of Timeless Wealth. Today we have a special guest joining us, Tiffany Zhang from the ETF and Financial Products Group with National Bank. Very exciting. We thought we'd have Tiffany on because a lot, well, ETFs, yeah. very common in today, right? Mm-hmm. And it's had explosive growth. Like yeah. I remember many years ago, you had a few ETF providers, but now there are so many so many different combinations yeah. and different ways they and work. And many more ETF products as well. Tons of them. And so I think we're seeing a lot of clients get, you know, what they want more and more exposure through ETFs. Yeah. And everybody's yeah. kind of dabbling in it. And how do you know one's better than another? So we thought, well, who better to bring on than Tiffany and her team to talk about the research that we actually provide here and to give us some insight. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing, Amy, that's interesting here about the ETF team at National Bank is, and I believe you you um, explained this to me, is the objectivity that we have mm-hmm. in our research and a lot and and analysis well as other institutions the etf team may work under specific arms our team here is probably as objective as it can get yeah they're housed right on the equity research team so they're not incented to like sell a certain product they're really agnostic as to say here's what they are and here's where they fit and where they don't fit to provide really good advice yeah so having tiffany uh speak about herself and her team and what they do and the value they bring would uh would be really pretty cool actually yeah, yeah. so we're lucky right. to have them some coming up next Welcome back. So I'm joined today, Jalal, we have a special guest here. Very special. I know. Tiffany Zhang, Vice President in the ETF and Financial Products team here at National Bank. Welcome, Tiffany. Welcome, Tiffany. This is awesome. Thank you so much for having me, guys. We're excited to have you on just to understand, you know, the ETF landscape. A lot of clients, it's become a tool that a lot of people are more familiar with today than ever before. But boy, has it ever changed. Um, And just a backstory. So Tiffany and I actually knew each other before we ended up at National Bank. How? We go way back. (laughs) She emailed me when we moved. I got this lovely email saying, I'm here. And I went, oh my gosh. So we met through Women in Capital Markets back in the day and through their mentorship program. Nice. Yeah, I was Amy's mentee. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That is super cool. Now look at her. She's a (laughs) rock star in the ETF world. And uh, I rely on your research to help make uh, financial decisions in our portfolio. So. We've come full circle, which is lovely. Well, that speaks to your mentorship capabilities. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She's pretty bright. She's super. <laughs> no, super no. Smart. I learned a lot from you, Amy. <laughs> and uh, one thing I will always remember is that you told me in order to be good at anything, you got to have passion and sense of purpose. Oh, 100%. It's true. And that really Amen. has resonated with yeah. me over the years. And it's been such a positive influence on my career yeah. and my life. So well, thank you. Of, absolutely. <laughs> speaking of passion, just before this, we were talking about how much you love skiing. So And how much you love uh, boarding. skateboarding. <laughs> we, can, we can go into the debate another It'll time as debate. to what's better and what's cooler between boarding and skiing. But today we'll keep it around ETFs. We'll keep so. it around ETFs. So <laughs> just as a back uh, story. So the ETF group has been around over 10 years here. At national banks, so we have a long track record of you know independent research in ETFs and financial products. You cover over when I read this, I had to read it a few times. Fourteen hundred products in Canada and over three thousand products in the U.S. That's a lot. <laughs> it is. So I guess one of our first questions was, 
How do you even start to manage that type of process? Like, what is your screening process and what do you look for when you're in the whole landscape of ETFs? Because like we said at the beginning, it, it's changed. Like, I remember you had a few providers in the beginning, but right. it's really exploded over the last number of years. Yeah, sure. Maybe I'll start by talking about my team. Yeah, so absolutely. We, um, the official title of my group is ETF Research and Strategy. That's pretty much what we do. Like you said, we cover all the ETFs in Canada more than 1,300 of them and uh, more than 3,000 ETFs in the U.S. Um, and we are part of the big ETF team here at National Bank. So our bank actually invested very heavily in the ETF business over the past 15 years. And so we have become Canada's only fully integrated one-stop brokerage that provides service offerings across ETF structuring, sales, trading and as research. And so my team, we fall under equity research department. And mm -hmm. so that means my colleagues are analysts who cover individual stocks. And right. so they have price target and buy and sell recommendations for the stocks. We don't have price target because, you know, a lot of ETFs hold thousands of securities right, in right. the underlyings and they have bond and they have derivatives right. in the portfolio. Uh, but we do track ETF fund flows um, and we publish reports, um, you know, uh, ETF strategy, trade ideas, model portfolio, right. industry notes. And we also do a lot of custom work for mm -hmm. any colleague within the bank. Right. It could be, you know, national bank financial markets, you know, right. investment banking, ECM, sales. Or, or wealth management, including right. advisory groups such as ourselves, um, and also institutional clients who trade with national banks, right. ETF trading desk. And by the way, they have consistently been the number one ETF liquidity provider in right. Canada for years. Right. So really strong capacity. Um, and you mentioned, you know, there's so many products. How we do it is team approach. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my team is a team of four people, full-time yep. analysts and associates. You've been to our lunch and learn yep. session before so yep. we've met uh, everybody on my team they're yeah. all super nice so we are led by Daniel Strauss and Dan has 13 years uh, under his belt as ETF research analyst at National Bank and you've been here eight years now eight too. years like, I was right. so like wow time flies I know time flies but your research is yeah. very helpful because it does offer that objective opinion right you're not trying to sell a product it's really to figure out here's the landscape and what are you trying to do and where it might fit I know we've engaged your group with our client portfolios looking at it to say this is kind of the tax benefit we need on in this area and this is exposure to a certain sector and, and we relied on on you and your research because there's just so much out there like how do you compare what iShares has you know here's a an S&P 500 and Vanguards and all the other ones like they're all slightly different and you kind of need to understand why they're different and, and that's what you do. That's right. So that's why we spend a lot of time managing our database, right? Looking at the filings, launches, delistings, and product changes that could lead to, you know, changes in exposure or methodology. Right. Um, so that's really a lot of the work that we do. Right. Yeah. And how has it changed over the years? Like you've been doing this for eight years and the team longer, but like what what trends have you seen change over the over your time? Oh yeah, so that's a very good question because actually the landscape has changed so much. You've already spoken to it a, a little bit. So 
uh, some overall numbers. You know, when I first started in 2015, we had about uh, a dozen ETF issuers, and we had you know 400 ETF products, and we had about 80 billion dollars in total mm -hmm. Canadian ETF AUM asset right. under management. Right. But today we have 40 ETF issuers in Canada. We have you know more than 1,300 products, and we have you know, about $400 billion in total AOM. Right. And I think it's important to look at, you know, not only the number of products, but also who is ETF issuers. Mm -hmm. uh, so we still have a very top-heavy market in ETF in Canada. The top four ETF issuers, uh, RBC iShares, BMO, Vanguard, and Horizons, they combine represent about 70% of oh, total wow. ETF wow. AUM in Canada, but increasingly we are seeing the success of smaller ETF issuers. Mm. They have their own areas of focus and specialty, and actually some of their products are among some of the fastest growing ETFs in Canada. So very successful for many of them. And this is th these are the ones that are a little bit smaller than the four you mentioned. That's right. right. That's exactly right. right. Hmm. Um, and, you know, it's not only the number of issuers, right, but the complexity in the products right. have increased. Right. Um, we used to think, like you mentioned, ETFs are, you know, plain vanilla passive investments. Passive, don't touch it. Exactly. based That's yeah. what they were. But yeah. not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. There's a, still a lot of ETFs that are that. Right. In fact, a lot of investors use them in their core of the portfolio. And so even among those ETFs, there is a lot of differences as well. We mm -hmm. can talk about that a, a little bit later. But, you know, there are increasingly products that are very complex. You know, they use right. option strategies, cover call, put and call right, color, different kind of things. Right. Some of them, they use leverage, you know, right. a little bit of cash borrowing in the portfolio to right. help seek returns and enhance yield. Right. And some use a combined option strategy and leverage. Right. So they provide a very high high distribution right. yield. A lot of retail investors really like that. Right. And there are ETFs that provide, you know, long, short, hedge fund style alternative exposure. Right. And, you know, single stock ETF that you just invest in one stock and or very concentrated portfolio of a few stocks in the portfolio, you know, increasingly getting very complicated. Um, and I think this is actually wonderful because, you know, uh, the product proliferation and increasing complexity speak to how investors are using ETFs. Mm. You know, it's no longer just getting that broad-based exposure. Right. It's also risk management, you know, protecting that downside. That's true. That's true. Or seeking income or fine-tuning the broad-based exposure with a little bit of something. Right. That's all different ways that investors are using ETFs these right. days. But it also, if you're an investor, you really have to understand the product, exactly. right? Because they are so more complex than before. You really have to understand. Like you mentioned leverage. And I remember years ago, it was a very trendy thing. When markets went up, you had these wonderful leveraged ETFs. And then nobody realized, oh, wait, what about the downside? And it could be really painful. So you just need to understand what it is in what capacity you want to engage in those, uh, you know, types of products. That's exactly right. So if you are someone who understands the products or maybe have the help from professionals, then these products really could work for you. You right. can use them, you know, as part of your toolkit to express your views tactically or strategically at very low cost. Right. And so, you know, in Canada, the average uh, ETF management expense ratio is around 50 basis points. 
So five you, zero. Yeah, five, five zero, zero half of a percentage point. So you can really construct a very well-rounded portfolio for your client, you know, for any part of the exposure that you want to get. Right. Uh, but if you are someone who really do not understand the product or do not have the time to do research, right. then you may end up getting products that do not align with your risk tolerance or investment right. horizon. Right, right. Yeah, you've yeah. got to watch for that for Exactly. Sure. Huh. That's interesting. A quick question for you here, Tiff. Um, you guys are uh, saying that you know uh, ETFs were passive. Now they're obviously much more active. Any idea as to where the ETF landscape possibly is going? It sounds like because <laughs> just at your from you said ball, what's in, next? from twenty fifteen. <laughs> uh, if I remember, you you said you went from how many ETF providers to forty now? Yeah, twelve ETF providers to, to 40, forty so ETF providers. Right, so that's yeah. more than terrible uh, that's more than three times and then from 80 bi 80 billion to 400 billion yeah about 20 percent right? of growth rate in the past decade wow. every yeah. year yeah yeah 20 wow. percent just in the past year in the past decade so oh, that's 10 years. 10 years yeah okay. Okay. yeah okay. Okay. yeah uh yeah so any ideas to like how do you see the etf landscape for the future um playing out any ideas yeah, I think the current trend likely will continue into the future because the you investors are going to keep growing. Exactly. The investors are, you know, very sophisticated these days. Mm -hmm. And so, like we mentioned earlier, they are using ETFs in different ways. Mm -hmm. And also right. another momentum is that there is some new money going into ETF from mutual funds. So in the past two years, we actually had outflows from Canadian mutual funds for both of the years. Right. right. But in the past two years, we've had you know, inflows into Canadian ETFs. So for every year, basically in the past decade, we have inflows into ETFs. And you think the complexity is going to get get more complex, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. Like the complexity is going to increase of it's, these ETFs? I mean, it's possible, right? Yeah, well, just last year we had the, or the year before, we had the single stock ETF. Nobody yeah. thought about that before. How does, this, how does a single stock ETF work? Why can't you just buy the stock? Yeah, you can, absolutely. But the ETFs, first of all, give you a lower price handle. Like say uh, Tesla, before the share split, it was like $1,000. But right. some of the single stock ETF, oh. they are like $25, right? So easier for you to buy. Oh, easier for you to get access to Tesla. Yeah. Instead of buying it at, buying it at $1,000 a share, for example. You're getting exposure to Tesla at $25. Yeah, and plus yeah. there's currency hygiene. Right? A lot right. of Canadian right. investors yeah. do not want US dollar currency right. exposure. And so right. there's currency hygiene back to CAD. And then there's also a little bit of leverage in those ETF as well, right. as well as cover call. Right. Right. Um, so they have higher distribution yield. And I think as more people start to learn about them, like you guys do a really good report always around tax loss selling, right? Where Maybe you sell a company that's down, but you don't want to lose that exposure for the superficial loss, right? You can't buy it back in the same month, but you'll buy an index fund to kind of take that exposure that's to right. kind of replace it in the portfolio. Yeah, it was a wonderful time actually last year mm -hmm. to have that strategy it's because true. the market rallied around October to November, which yeah. is right. when a lot of investors tend to do tax right. loss selling, right? right. So if right. they hadn't done that using ETF, they would be missing out on yeah. the market rally. Right. Right. So May I? Did you want to? Yeah, say yeah. I just no, had a no. quick question. So, if I was a listener to this here, Tiff, and I heard you say, for example, you and your team of four, you know, and a bank like National Bank and the ETF, I guess, team in general, you guys cover twelve hundred to thirteen hundred ETFs in Canada and over three thousand in the U.S. So, I'm going to be critical here. I'm going to play the devil's advocate, <laughs> and I'm going to say, if I was a listener, I'd probably be like, do these guys? Do yeah, you really right. cover them? Like, what's the depth <laughs> or what's the breadth of the research you guys are doing? 
covering that much. Like, you know, you know the saying, a jack of all trades is a master of none. Yeah. You know, but I know people don't know the remaining remainder of that saying, but like, what's the breadth? Well, what or, is the, tell the remainder of the saying? That it's still better to be a master, a master at one. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so we maintain very good relationship with all of the ETF issuers in Canada. and that's With all 1,200 of them? Well, that's the number of products, right? So the number of ETF issuers is oh, 40. Right, okay. Yeah, and right, so yeah, we yeah. have relationship with all of them. And so right. that's where we do all of the work, right? right? So we do due diligence with the portfolio managers. If yep. the ETF is actively managed, right. we you know, look at their investment style. We look at methodology. Because some of the actively managed ETF, they are actually quite concentrated. You know, they have maybe 20 stocks in the holding. Right. But it may not work for some investors. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's why it's important to do those due diligence to make sure that we understand how they do it. Right. Yeah. So that's maintaining that relationship is part of a big part of what so we do. It's, so well, and you're leveraging, I think, technology to help you exactly screen and filter and, you know, have you guys used AI yet? Is no, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Okay. But we use Bloomberg, we use Python and SQL. Yeah, yeah. Like our database actually has evolved over the years mm -hmm. to cope with the increase in number of products. Right. And I think like ETF analysis actually is simple but not easy. Right. So simple but not easy. Okay. Yeah. So the reason yeah. I say that is because the ETF providers they actually do a very good job of disclosing information online. Right. And so you can basically look at an ETF and find all of the relevant information you need from their website. Mm -hmm. You know, be it their exposure sector, region, all the holdings, mm -hmm. or maybe the uh, management expense ratio, trading expense ratio. You know, all of those basic mm -hmm. metrics, bid ask spread. Um, you can find all of them online. Right. And right. so it's a matter of really knowing what's out there, right? That's the important part. And that's why, you know, we come in to help you guys and anybody at National Bank to manage that mm. large number of ETFs. Yeah. Is there any part in your analysis that you find a lot of people overlook? Like everybody kind of knows the check for the fees and things like that. But are there certain things that you as a professional would say, well, this is a really important thing that often gets overlooked. That's a good question. Oh, that's Thanks. a very good question. Thanks, Joel. Yes. I come up with a good one every once in a while. So, so very good. I like every, every question that you guys are asking. Um, no, she asks much better ones. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so it boils down to looking at uh, different aspects of ETFs, right? So there is a exposure, uh, which we talk about, um, and then there is uh, performance, and then there's also cost, mm -hmm. and there's also tax efficiency. And we can speak to all four of them, but given time, maybe I'll just mention one first, mm -hmm. which is tax efficiency. Mm -hmm. This is an area where I think when a lot of investors uh, do it themselves, they tend to ignore Oh. But it's super important. Right. Uh, we I mean, issue, for sure, CRI yes. always comes knocking. So <laughs> it's very important. They always do. Yeah. Um, but we issue our standard disclaimer, though, when we talk about tax, is that we are not tax experts. So you right. really have to seek professional Absolutely, advice yeah. from tax people to make sure that, you know, your situation is handled. For your handled. specific situation. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but generally speaking, you know, uh, we have seen investors hold a large amount in their very sizable ETF portfolio. Uh, Schwab ETFs in the U.S. that hold Canadian stocks. 
So the Schwab listed ETF uh, that hold, you know, international exposure Mm -hmm. and that has Canadian stock in them. So this is actually not tax efficient. Right. Because you are getting double withholding tax on a dividend, right? One way when the dividend gets paid to the U.S. ETF and one way when it gets back paid to the Canadian Canadian investors. Yeah, so Good this point. is really not tax efficient, and you can really use other ETFs because right. there are a lot of other to cover ETFs. cover off that exposure, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah, and then uh, a lot of high net worth clients, they use U.S. listed ETF as well, but they actually could be subject to U.S. estate tax. Yeah. Huh. And that is really not tax efficient either. No, no. And there is a lot of Canadian ETFs to help you get around that problem. Right. Good problem to have. And, and, yeah, your, yeah, yeah. and your team can help in, for example, mitigating... Uh, those like like those estate uh, taxes. Well, it's those being mindful taxes, of the right? products that are available to help us avoid those yeah. types of pitfalls, yeah. right? So, That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. There's always we can. There's always ways that we can find you know efficiency um, in how to improve the portfolio. Right. Because a lot of right. times you know client or the advisor they give us a list of ETF the client already hold. We look at it and we're like, hmm, maybe. How do you this optimize? Is, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's better product for that. Right. You know, there's right. always ways that we can find efficiency. Well, and who better yeah. to go to than the person that knows all 1,300 and all 3,000 <laughs> than the research team. So <laughs> That's quite the research. Yes. <laughs> well, we covered a lot of ground, but I definitely think we were going to have to have Tiffany back on because there is so much yep. to cover and so much to analyze. And we thank you and your research team for all the help you provide our group ongoing Yeah. because it, it's totally invaluable. Like, you know, there's not enough hours in the day to do what you guys do. So we're glad we have you doing that part and, uh, and really enjoy your research reports. Oh, thank you yeah. so much, guys. Thank you very much, Tiffany. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thank you. Till next time.